Welcome to the Beyond Water Podcast, your weekly faith, fishing, and fun podcast where we're going to talk about faith, we're going to talk about fishing, and we're just going to tell some fun stories. I will be your host, Cooper, and hopefully coming soon, we'll have some guests to join me, but for now, you just get to hear me talking. Beyond the Water started as a pipe dream book that I had years ago where I was hoping to take everything I was learning fishing and turn it into a life lessons book. Well, fast forward a handful of years and here we are. Beyond the Water is a book that I am currently writing and hopefully will have done at some point. Uh, But for now, we've turned it into a group where we're going to hold some meetups and some different online activities like our weekly Word Wednesday, this podcast, um, and a few other things that we might hopefully be working on on the side here. Outside of that, Beyond the Water is going to be a place where people can develop friendships, companionships. They can talk about fishing. They can talk about their faith without the fear of being criticized. We live in such a world where people don't talk about that as much as they used to. It's getting harder and harder every day to talk about these things because less and less people are becoming okay with it. And I say okay like, oh, you've got to be okay with me and my faith. Well, that's not what we're called to do as believers, but that's for a later podcast. Um, that's for a later date. I'm not going to get on my soapbox on the first one. Uh, but no, Beyond the Water is life lessons learned from fishing and how they apply with a biblical worldview and from a biblical standpoint. It's amazing how many times you look through the Bible and you see, oh, I had this experience on the water and this is how it applies biblically. Um, from the patience, from the challenge, the chase, the pursuit of something that seems unattainable but is very attainable in a fish is kind of the same thing as it comes to as our faith walk. Something that seems very unattainable but attainable all at the same time. We're still just kind of chasing after it. And so we want to build this platform so people can express themselves, um, express their faith, express express their fishing enjoyments. Um, And so you're going to hear a lot of different types of fishing enjoyments and just a ton of different faith stories from me and hopefully, as I said at the beginning, some guests as we move forward. But for right now, let's get into this. It is the end of summer. We are looking at the heat of the summer. I say heat of the summer. It's the middle of August. And it is hot, and it is brutal, and I can tell you that the amount of time I've spent on the water has been minimal. It, it's not because it's not fun, but it's just sometimes a little bit of a more of a challenge. You know, you gotta you fish in the lake, you gotta go fish out deep. Not my forte. I like to fish shallow on lakes. It's just kind of I like to power fish. It's just what I like to do. You know, you go to a trout stream, the water temperatures are too high. Unless you have tailwaters or mountain streams, water temperatures, especially where I live, are too high. 
thankfully I have one tail water I can go fish when it's not 95 degrees and 112 percent humidity outside but outside of that there's just not a lot going on right now in my fishing world there's a handful of things that well, we're going to talk about here but a lot of it's going to be well past experience not so much like recent experience as they would say um, when it comes to summertime fishing one of my favorite things to do is to fish tailwater. I got the, my first experience of fishing a tailwater last year during the summertime, and I loved it. The water's cold all day. The water is clear all day. The fish bite all day. It's amazing. The thing about it is, is when you're fishing tailwaters, especially in the summertime, the desire to want to take that picture of that fish and hold it out of the water for a long time is still there because you're like, I just caught this fish. I want to take a picture. I want to post it to my Instagram and my Facebook. I want all my friends to know this cool fish I caught. But the thing about it is, is there's so many people, myself included, I forget these things too, that forget about fish handling skills. Um, fish handling is one of the most important summertime tips that we're just going to leave with. We're going to talk about, and then we're just going to leave it at that. We're not going to get into a lot of other summertime tips today. We're just going to talk about fish handling tips. And when I'm talking tailwaters, I should probably define this for you. I'm talking trout. I'm talking rainbow trout and brown trout mainly, because that's what my tailwater holds. It's those two specific types of trout. And trout like water no more than 65 degrees. At the moment it reaches above 65 degrees, you just, you kind of leave them alone because at that point, the water is too hot. It is too hard on them to recover after fighting, after being hooked. And so I stick to the tail water when I do trout fish because that water is roughly... I'm at 53 to 56 at the most in the middle of summer. The most I've ever seen is like 56 degrees. And that is still plenty good to go fish under. Those fish aren't going to be stressed out. They're not going to be overly exhausted when you get them in. They're going to recover just fine. And so that is why when I'm suggest summertime fishing, go find a tailwater. A tailwater is typically under a dam um, of a deep, clear water reservoir. I'm going to say clear water because some of the tailwaters that are below dams come out of very dirty reservoirs, and therefore that water is going to be very dirty goes hand in hand you got a dirty lake you're gonna have a dirty river in this case this is a deep clean water reservoir that produces this tail water that i enjoy fishing and the thing is at 56 degrees those fish are still catchable so safe handling tips we have established the temperature is important 56 degrees prime time if you still have that in the summer it's great 
But in most places, and especially small streams, which I grew up fishing, you're going to see temperatures that are reaching that 65 degrees. And after that, you really don't want to fish with them. My second big tip for you is going to be what they call in roping up. Not a term I use, just a very general, generic term for saying use a bigger tippet size. Making sure you have a bigger tippet in this time of the year helps you not have to fight fish as long. That being said, sometimes you can't get away with it because of how clear the water is. And in that case, go back to my previous tip of temperature and make sure everything is okay there. And then you can still get away with smaller tippet sites. But typical roping up, as they say, uh, rule of thumb is if you typically fish a 5x tippet, go up to a 4x tippet. Or if you fish a 7x on a regular basis, go up to a 6x. It's not going to be a huge difference in size, but it's going to be a huge difference in um, breaking strength. And so having that ability to fight the fish a little bit harder, a little more um, ambitious on your fighting stance for those fish is going to help get them in faster and result get them back in the water quicker. Third tip for your summertime fishing enjoyments making sure you take a picture of the fish in the water take the picture of the fish i love taking pictures of fish i have tons of pictures of fish on my phone but when it comes to trout if you can take the picture of the fish while it's sitting in your net in the water that way it never leaves the water you don't have to worry about wetting hands or making sure that you are really fast about it and get a good picture if you leave the fish in your net and set that fish in the water and position your net correctly, you can still get a very nice picture of the very nice fish that you just caught. Very seldomly anymore do I actually pull a fish out and take a picture of it out of the water. Especially the bigger ones. I, last October, this is not summer, but this was last October, fall time brown trout run on my tailwater was fishing and caught some very nice brown trout. None of those fish left the water. All the pictures of them that I have are those fish still in the water. So that way, as soon as I took my picture, I could revive them and let them go. That being said, I did catch a 10-pound trout on a four-weight rod and will say that I netted that fish and pulled it out of the water for a picture. You don't catch a lot of those every day. That was a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity I felt like. By far the biggest trout I have ever caught and really just wanted that picture to be something that I held on to where I got to actually hold that fish and feel the, the size of that fish in my hands. And so I'm not saying that there's anything right or wrong about taking a fish out and taking a picture, but when you have the opportunity to keep it in the water and take your picture, I just think that's a much better practice because, again, you don't have to think about what in your hands. You don't have to think about how long it's been out. It's still getting oxygen and reviving as it's sitting there in this water. And so when you are summertime fishing, give it a go. Try to get yourself in such a position where if you want to take that picture, 
you can have that net right there. You can have that fish away from the the away from being pulled out where it's in your net. You take your picture, or where you're holding onto its tail. A lot of that is just personal preference, and I understand. I just think it would be a good practice that everyone started trying. But I will say, I was thinking about summertime fishing, and no, you're not going to be able to scroll through your Bible and flip over to, you know, Matthew and be like, oh, there's Jesus talking about summertime fishing. No, you're not going to see that. But when I was thinking about summertime fishing and streams and small streams, I'm a small stream advocate. I'll say advocate. Enthusiast you could use. I love fishing small streams. But when I think about like small stream fishing, there is a very definite case for a very applicable section of the Bible. And that being said, like, I'm not going to stretch out there and try to find things that are, oh, this applies directly to this. No, it's going to be kind of abstract application sometimes. And other times it's going to be very direct application. Like when you are struggling with something and there's direct application with that. Or when you're battling a sin in your life, there's direct application to that. When it comes to spending time in the outdoors, a lot of the direct application you're going to find is, you know, in the Old Testament where they're talking about creation, where they're talking about how the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. And, you know, you're going to find a lot of these things that are very direct applications to the outdoors. But sometimes you do have to sit back and think a little more abstractly. In, in this case, I'm going to use Psalm 42. Psalm 42 is written by David. David wrote a bunch of the song, but this this one this one I just enjoy. I enjoy and I kind of selfishly pick this one to start off our whole podcasting enjoyment for the fact that I like this song. It's my favorite song of the Bible. They're all great, but this one's my favorite. Psalm 42 says, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you. Oh God, my soul thirsts for God, the living God. Right up front, we just see that David's like, as a deer pants for water, or in our case, as a trout pants for water. As a trout longs to be back in the water, my soul should long to be with God. As I said, abstractly thinking about things and looking at them from just a, you know, a different perspective. Because honestly, very simply put, the number one thing that my heart, my soul, my mind should be focused on 110% of the time is my relationship with God. I am the type of person, and I will be the first to admit that I'm not very good at this all the time. Because I understand that life goes on and happens, and sometimes we forget about, forget, I'm going to put that in air quotes. You can't see it because you're just listening, but I put it in air quotes for you. I forget that God's there. I'll admit it. But the thing is, is like the deer that pants for 
flowing streams. My heart, my soul should long, should pant for God. The idea of like panting is, well, in this case, the deer, it's thirsty. It has a thirst for cool water. Calm, it's in the heat of the summer, for instance. You know, you're in the heat of the summer and you've been outside all day. You've spent all day fishing and you're just like, I just need something cold to drink. You're just, you're longing for it. You are thinking to yourself, if I don't get this soon, I'm going to die of thirst. In the same capacity, our hearts, our souls, our minds should be focused so hard on God that if we don't get him soon, we're going to die. Inevitably, again, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole right now as I'm going off script here for a second. But it's easy to forget this. It's easy to let life happen. It's easy to be like, well, I will take care of that on Sunday. Or I will take care of that on Wednesdays. It's a daily thing. As fishermen, we live this life daily. If someone asks us what we do, we are fishermen. That's what we do. It's who we are. But how many of us can say, if someone asks us who we are or what we do, do we say we're believers, we're Christian, we are disciples of God? I mean, like, all these things in the world around us, how many of us actually say that? I don't. I'm the first to admit that. I fall short when it comes to that conversation every single time. Why? Am I ashamed? I would hope not. I don't think so. But it kind of seems like a deeper conversation than if someone says, what do you do? Well, I like to fish. What if the narrative switched and they said, well, what do you, what do you like to do? And instead of saying we like to fish, we said, I like to read my Bible. I like to pray. It's so simple, yet so complex all at the same time. It's a simple change of verbiage and wordage that could completely shift how every day goes. I'm not going to say that it's easy. I'm not going to say that it's going to produce more friends for us. But it's going to produce the right friends for us. It's going to be the the people that want to be a part of our lives on a deeper level than just, hey, how you doing? Hope everything's well with the family kind of conversations. I got to say that as I'm talking about this and as I'm completely off my script, it's easy to be pushed one direction or another. I find myself now kind of pointing fingers at everyone listening when I really just need to step back and be like, do I do this? I I know I have said I admitted to being one that doesn't do this very well because it's just easier conversation. But now I'm thinking of my friendships that I have and the ones that are deeper than, hey, how you doing kind of conversations. And they they know, they understand. They've, They've accepted the fact that I'm more than just a fisherman to them. They know me on a level of fisherman. They know me on a level of friend. They know me on a level of a believer. 
I'm just sitting here reflecting now and having to come to terms with everything. And I'm completely off my script. And I'm going to tell you, I'm posting this, period. I'm not going to hold back and be like, well, I really went off everything I was supposed to say. And I wanted it to be perfect. Now, I perfect's out the window right now. Perfect is for those who don't want to be real. And I've kind of come to the conclusion as I've been talking that Beyond the Water isn't just something I do. I want it to be something that is recognized as real. I want it to be something that is recognized as truth, as value. I want Beyond the Water to add value to people's lives. And now that I've said all of this about summertime fishing and great tips, I think we are going to shift Beyond the Water. If you've made it this far, I applaud you. But Beyond the Water is still going to talk about fishing. It's still going to talk about faith. But we're going to emphasize the faith. We're going to emphasize spending time in our Bibles. We're going to emphasize spending time looking at the Creator versus the creation. We're going to emphasize these things, and we're going to emphasize them maybe through means of talking about fishing, maybe not. Maybe through means of talking about just life in general. But as of right now, it's still going to be faith, fishing, and fun because that's what I promised you. And that being said, I intend to keep my promises when it comes to that. But also being said, in a world where there's plenty of outdoor podcasts, plenty of podcasts about fishing, I'm not even going to start naming them because I don't know if I legally can, first off. But second off, there's plenty of them. They're great. If you're into fishing, you know most of them. But as I've looked, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are just people preaching. There's a lot of podcasts out there where it's couples talking about marriage. There's not a lot of podcasts out there that are about real life, I feel like, sometimes. And I'm a big podcast listener, and for those of you who are listening and are now like, hey, there's this podcast, this podcast, and this podcast, well, you know what? You can share them with me. I would be more than happy to listen. I can be reached at beyondthewater419 at gmail.com if you really want to share them with me because I will listen to them. I will take the feedback, and I enjoy the feedback. We are going to change everything, I feel like. We're going, we're going to make Beyond the Water bigger than just fishing. And that's kind of been my goal all along. But I didn't realize that this was going to be my avenue of that. We run a weekly word Wednesday. We run all these things. And I want something that's going to stick. I want something that's going to be, you know, 20 minutes of your life where you could put your headphones in and listen. And that's going to be our goal. Yes, it's going to probably get longer as things go on. And as we get better at this and as we dive deeper into difficult topics when it comes to things. But that being said, I'm not going to make it all difficult all the time. We're going to talk about fishing because I love fishing flat out. I love it. It's something I love. And it's something I am 
very, very invested in. Like, not just something, you know, not just something I like to do, but who I am. A lot of my life has been built around times being on the water. And those moments are going to be important when we talk about our faith and we talk about my personal development of faith and how that all works out. But as of right now, I think we're going to leave it there. We will get into more details, into more everything as we move forward. But as of right now, I'm going to remind you of two things. Thing number one, your soul, my soul, should long to be with God and for God and everything about God as much as you should long for that cold drink of water on a hot summer day. And the second thing I want to remind you is to live life beyond the water. We'll see you next time with Beyond the Water podcast.